Okay. <clears throat> Can you hear that? That's the sound of me pouring rice and mushroom marsala into a big bowl and eating it with a fork. Um, <laughs> you ever have those days where you feel like you can't do anything right the way that you wanted it to do, the way that you wanted it to, the how you think, how you wanted things to go? <laughs> For me, that is today. I started my day off with a digi spell. And I'm just going to like say this is going to sound like a voice message. Like if I were to have just sent you a voice message and your text messages and just just deal with it. This is my show. It's my show. <laughs> yeah, I had a dizzy spell this morning and I tried to record this episode multiple times. And I eventually just gave up and was like, you know what? I'm going to make some mushroom marsala right now. So that's what I did. And here we are. So this episode is supposed to be about my breakup. And I found it really, really, really hard to just say the whole story. So I've decided to go about this a little bit differently. First of all, <laughs> welcome to the second podcast of Totally Underrated. I'm Victoria D'Onofrio, and uh, this, is my, this is my podcast. It's very new, which you can probably tell because I'm literally eating rice into a microphone right now. <laughs> ASMR. Um, and it seems like I'm kind of over this situation, which I, I am not with that situation being recording this podcast. Uh, with the situation being my breakup, I am so over it that even talking about it drives me up the wall. Like, I just don't really want to just because it's so, it's just, it was so long ago. But this is what the people want, so the people are going to get what they want. First of all, I want to say I don't mean any hate to this person. I don't dislike this person at all. I don't want anyone to think less of this person. I don't think this person is a bad person. I think they need mental help um, and they have some issues that is severing and hurting relationships around them and have hurt relationships in the past. But yeah, I don't want anyone to think less of this person. I don't think this person is a bad person or anything like that. Uh, mental health is very important. This, like I said earlier, this uh, episode is supposed to be about my breakup. Um, and I had this whole thing planned and written out um, with everyone's name changed and like all the in-depth stories and like how I reacted and how I handled it. But I just, I don't feel like that's what's supposed to happen here. So I'm just going to go with how I feel and what I feel like I should say right now um, instead of going with what I originally planned. So my breakup happened because my ex had a lot of issues that he refused to work on. Um, 
one of those being, I think he had some temperament issues. I think he had possibly some personality. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry, that uh, much more solid just made me burp. Um, <laughs> excuse me, how rude. I think he had some issues that he just needed to work out with himself. And he was projecting a lot of that onto me. To sum it up, my ex cheated on me with a teenage girl. Um, he wasn't, as far as I know, he wasn't physically cheating on me with her, but he was going around telling people he was going to marry this girl. Um, she was 19 or 18. I can't really remember at the time. And my ex was in his mid-20s, um, which is fine, but when you're living with your ex-girlfriend and you're still like acting like you're working things out and like you are in an active relationship, you shouldn't be going off to other states and staying at resorts with teenage girls saying that that's the girl that you know you're going to marry when you literally said that to me the like a couple weeks prior. So, it was a there was a lot going into the relationship, but to sum it up, I was gaslit, I was manipulated, I was lied to, I was ultimately cheated on. Um, and when I say cheated on, it doesn't mean that he just went and cheated and ruined everything. Like Our relationship was already ruined. And I'm honestly so glad that that happened because it made me get out of that relationship so much quicker than I probably would have um, because I at the time was not how I am now. And I really believed that myself was like, I wasn't worth as much, I guess, subconsciously because I was being told that I was hard to be with and that I require a lot of patience and that, um, you know, all these reactions is because this person cares about me. And all of that was completely false. And I know my worth and I know that I want to be someone that loves me. And love is not buying me things and then throwing it in my face during an argument. Love is not controlling who I can and cannot speak to. Love is not. But I learned from, <laughs> from my mistakes in that relationship and my mistake of staying with that person for so long. Um, but I've decided that I am not going to share the entire story in one episode. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to break down different stories in different episodes that pertain to the episode instead of just doing one long episode that just drags out. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about being in an abusive relationship and what that's like. Now, because of this relationship I was in, I do have PTSD. And in the last three years, I've been really working on that and healing myself. And I want to emphasize how important it is to go through the process of healing. Healing is not linear. Healing is up and down, left and right, crazy, upside down. <laughs> um, and it's beautiful. And the person that you become when you come out of it is beautiful. And that's 
what I have discovered with myself is I am so glad that I went through those things, regardless of all the hardships and like all the stuff I had to deal with mentally in my brain, all the sleepless nights, all the panic attacks, all the two hour long showers, all the empty bottles of wine and tears. Like I accept all of that because it's made me who I am right now. And I genuinely love who I am and who I was back then was great. And I loved her too. But this version of myself is my favorite so far. And (laughs) I'm honestly going to cry. It makes me so happy to have recovered from all of that. And if any of my listeners right now are going through a breakup or are in a toxic relationship that they need to get out of, it is going to be okay. You will be okay without that person in your life that's hurting you. And I think with everything that's going on in the world and all the toxicity we see on social media and in the news, anything we can do to eliminate that and live a happier life is incredibly important. Being alone is okay. Um, I always said that I wasn't good being alone, that I always would have to live with somebody that I like, you know. I always liked talking to people. Like, I always had a new guy I was talking to every week. And that's okay to do. Um, and it's okay to like have that kind of distraction as long as it's not toxic to you. But anything that is not beneficial, any relationships, friend- friendships, anything that's not beneficial to your life, you should definitely cut it out, take it away. <laughs> because you like really don't understand how much these relationships affect your mental health and hurt you. All that energy, negative energy, toxicity just like sits there until you decide to release it. So release it. Leave that toxic relationship. Cut off that friend that is not a good friend. (laughs) Accept yourself for who you are and grow purposely change things in your life to help you grow in a positive way. And I think that it takes a very strong person to do, but I know everyone that's listening to this is a strong person because there's a reason that you're listening to this right now. There's a reason that you're thinking of someone while I'm talking about these traits. There's a reason that you're in that relationship that you're questioning and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, (laughs) leaving or ending ties with someone and it feels like an elevation and it feels lighter, even for a fraction of a second, that's a sign that it's the right thing. That's your inner voice telling you this is correct. Of course, this episode turned out different than how I intentionally planned as well, kind of like the first episode. So I feel like I'm a little all over the place. I really hope that none of you are disappointed that I decided not to tell the whole story. I just think it's a lot. And I found myself talking myself into a negative space because I was bringing it up, not because it's hard for me to talk about, just because it was full of so much negativity and not love, like a love, such a loveless partner that it didn't feel right to bring up on my podcast um, because I really just want to spread love and positivity and not bring anyone down, including myself, 
or even even my ex because anything that I say is going to make it sound like I'm talking bad about him and I don't even want to put that in the universe. I am sharing now more than I ever have about my breakup. But now that I am who I am, first of all, I wouldn't move in with my <laughs> who I'm dating as quickly as I did before um and I wouldn't ignore those red flags either. Um also there was one point where he admitted to me that he became what he knew I liked just to win me over when he really wasn't that. And that was a red flag. And I just decided to stay. So please, please, if you're listening and if a guy is doing this or a girl is doing this, partner is doing this, please do not date this person. They are not ready. Not saying they're a bad person, not saying that they're worthless or anything like that. I'm just saying they are not ready and they're not at the same elevation that they, that you are on for you guys to have a healthy relationship. Also, make sure you're not doing these things either. And if you are doing these things, figure out what's causing that because there's definitely something deeper there that you need to figure out. Whew. All right. That was pretty heavy there, wasn't it? Okay. I'm going to answer some questions that I got from you guys on Instagram about relationships. Okay, so the first one is, do you remember, <laughs> oh, sorry, words, what are those? Um, do you remain friends with your ex after a breakup? Mm, I, <laughs> so I am friends with most of my exes. So I think this is situational depending on the person. I think this is a person by person case <laughs> basis. Um, I have very healthy friendships with the exes that I am friends with. Um, I am really close friends with one of my exes, actually. But I am not close friends with any of my exes where we had an extremely toxic relationship because that person was toxic to me. If you are friends with your ex and you have a good relationship, you had a good relationship. It just wasn't you just weren't compatible. And you broke up and you came back and you're like, hey, I feel like we could be friends because we care about each other. We have all this history. I think that's okay. But if it's toxic and it's a toxic friendship and you're getting jealous of them going out on dates or they're getting jealous of you going out on dates, and then I think it's not okay. But you also have to consider that whenever you or they start dating someone like actually in a relationship, is that friendship going to cause a problem in your relationship? And are you prepared? For when they get into a relationship for them to cut you out. So that's something I, like my, my ex that I'm really close with, like we've talked about it. Um, he did date someone a while back that decided to make him cut me out of his life. And then every time that they broke up, he came back to me and was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that again. And I'm like, yeah, you're dating someone that's controlling of you. Cause he and I have a very good, healthy friendship. And like, I knew that they weren't going to last because I know him. But um, I, if someone I was dating was like, you can't be friends with Austin anymore, I would be like, mm, that's not going to happen. And then I would reassure my partner that there is nothing going on between me and my friend Austin that I used to date. Um, there will never be. We're grown. We've Changed in different people. We are friends. We tried that once. It didn't work. It's not going to work. Um, and if my partner does not believe me, then I know that they are not 
the right partner for me because my partner is going to trust me. So I know that's like a broad answer and it's like kind of situational. Um, so if you want to follow up with that, I could probably follow up with that in a future episode if you want to explain the situation more. But I think it's a totally okay to be friends with your ex as long as um, it's in a healthy way. Okay. Next question is about the friend zone. Mm, we love that. Um, what are women's thoughts on putting men into the friend zone? Is the friend zone real? Why is it done? First of all, men suck. <laughs> Just kidding. I love men. I think you can get out of the friend zone actually pretty easily if you try hard enough because there's already a friendship connection there. And as much as women say, no, I think that. I think there's already like a friendship connection there and friendship can always blossom into more things. I mean, have you ever seen like, you know, the show Friends? Like look at Chandler and Monica. <laughs> Perfect example. Um, the friend zone is kind of real. Like I have some friends that I would never get out of the friend zone with. Like my ex, that's, there's reasoning behind that. We tried that. We are friends now. It's going to stay there. My friend, some of my friends that I've had for a long time, just because I know where they are in their life, we would not be compatible. But if that changes, I would probably be open to dating them. Like there's that, at least for me, people are in different parts of life. And sometimes that makes them incompatible, not necessarily because them as a person are incompatible. I hope that makes sense. I hope I'm not just talking out of my asshole. Next question. Any tips on getting over someone you were with for four years? <laughs> that is tough. Um, therapy. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say for you, bud. I'm so sorry. I can't imagine how painful that is. Um, but it is 100% possible, and I definitely think therapy would help. Therapy and time, really, are going to be the only things that are going to help that situation. So I would definitely get into some relationship therapy. There's a bunch of resources out there. Like, just give a Google search and find something that helps for you, whether that be, like, reading an article about how to meditate and, like, uh, feel your own feelings and how to control them or going to a therapist and talking to them or group therapy or becoming sober. You know, there's like a bunch of things that you can do to try to help recover. Um, but getting over someone with you were with for four years has to be extremely hard. And I'm so sorry you're going through that, but um, it will get better and you will heal from that. But just don't rush yourself. Take your time. Go at your own pace. Um, and listen to your gut and what it's telling you and make sure it's not your ego getting in the way because your ego is going to be the voice that's like run back to them even though they're unhealthy for you and your gut's going to be the one that's going to be like hey I feel like today you should just you know cook cook something you know like you get like a random urge to do something like oh I feel like cooking today do that that's therapeutic that's your gut putting you like in the right situation to heal yourself. Um, so sometimes your ego can sound like your gut or your intuition. So 
kind of learn how to tell those things apart. But I think that is a huge part of the healing process. And I think that if you figure out how to listen to that, it'll definitely help. And again, I'm really sorry you're going through that. Okay. I was going to stop here, but I just read this one question and I have to answer it. Can having a child save a relationship? Absolutely not. I think it's a terrible idea to try to have a kid in order to save a relationship. Um, But I am not a professional. (laughs) And I think if anyone's thinking that, they should go to therapy, like a relationship counselor, and talk about it and see if it is the best option. Because I feel like that could be situational. But I want to say in most cases, um, putting a child in a situation that's already not great um, is going to make things worse. And you're putting that child at risk for mental disorders, anxiety disorders, and not living um, a life that it necessarily um, should live because you're putting it into a bad situation right off the bat. So I would heavily advise against that. (laughs) All right. So this is going to be the last one that I uh, will read today. What are the biggest red flags when one is just starting out? So when you're first starting dating someone and there's massive red flags now, okay, I might sound psychotic for some of these, but I promise I am not. Um, I just am super observant and I get like these gut feelings and I've just turned out to be right every single time. But red flags. When you're texting the person and they're active on social media and they haven't texted you back, I hate to be this blunt, but they don't want to talk to you. If they're not calling you, if they're not texting you, if they're not communicating with you, they don't want to. Point blank, period. On what? If they're not actively putting forth the effort to be with you, that is a red flag because they don't want to. And you deserve someone who's going to actively try to win you over. Do not settle for less. Um, Anyways, not effort, red flag. Um, One thing is if we are in our 20s, I'm in my mid-20s right now, and I think it's a red flag if a man immediately wants to communicate via Snapchat. Um, (laughs) It's a very Gen Z thing to do. Um, I think it's fun when you're talking in other ways as well. Like if you're texting, throughout the day. And then like, there's a cute, you're like, oh my God, here's a cute raccoon digging through the trash today when I'm on my run. Oh my God, look, let me record this raccoon. And you're like, here's a, here's a cute raccoon on Snapchat. That's fine. That's normal. (laughs) Well, that may not be normal, but like, that's fine. Um, But if they're like only strictly talking to you over Snapchat and then they don't open your Snapchat and you see their snap score go up, red flag. If their snap score is going up 100 in a day, red flag. If their snap score is going up overnight after they said that they were going to bed, red flag. That stuff is correct, just so you know. It might be a little delayed depending on where people's internet are, but that stuff is correct. And now I'm going to sound crazy and no man is going to ever date me. But if a man is listening to this and is like, I'm not going to date her because she's crazy, then like, what do you got to hide? Like, if I'm looking at that stuff and you're not doing anything, you can sit there and call me crazy because I'll have nothing to call you out on. (sighs) Maybe I need to go pet the trash raccoon to calm down. 
What else is a red flag? Oh, um, I live in Charleston, South Carolina right now. That's where I am. Um, and I see a lot of guys going to the beach with their friends that are girls and then posting their their friends that are girls on their Instagram stories or Snapchat stories. And like it's like clearly their butt like front camera, like their friends that are females, like almost like they're bragging that they're at the beach with other females that's a red flag and that would also be a red flag vice versa if it is very apparent that they are doing it just to show that they are with other attractive people now if they're just at the beach with their friends and their friends are in bathing suits like that's fine but you can kind of like tell the difference you know like what's intentional and what's not just by the way the camera moves how it stops you know stuff like that i could go on forever i probably will just do a whole episode on red flags but those are just a few. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to wrap up this little um, mini episode now because I have made this bowl of um, mushroom and rice marsala and it is sitting in front of me almost empty. But it's not just like a normal bowl. Like I put it in like an icing mixing bowl for some reason. Um, so. I'm just staring at it at this point and I need to go. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Please make sure that you follow or subscribe um, to get um, updates on when the podcast releases. We are on Anchor. We are on Spotify. We are now on Apple iPod. Uh, um, What? Apple Podcast. <laughs> um, or whatever it's called. We're on everything. So... Share with your friends if you feel like they can listen to this or if it'll help them. Um, but yes. Okay. I'm going to go now. I love you all very much. Um, please feel free to send in any questions that you have. I'm going to try to start answering questions at the end of every episode. Um, but yeah. Okay. Love you guys. Goodbye. Have a great rest of, you, rest of your, your day. And um, check in with yourself and check in with your friends. Okay. Love you. Bye.